Welcome to the Resilient and Thriving Podcast with Coach K. My name is Kirsten Larson, and I'm an integrative holistic health coach who helps people get results and breakthrough in their health and life. After healing from extreme health issues and emotional trauma, my goal is now to make health and wholeness accessible to more and more people and to help you overcome overwhelm and burnout so that you can ultimately thrive in life and help others do the same. And I'm excited to be here with you today. All right, welcome to episode 24. Wow, and we're moving right along. Today I want to join with you in this episode to share what I consider to be some really powerful information, and not just information, but hopefully some tools to really help set you free from cravings, uh, emotional eating, and all of that. And, and now it's not just a, it's not just going to be, you know, one episode, one and done. <laughs> um, but I'm going to kind of tap into some pieces that I have found to be really powerful in the journey of coaching, in the journey of emotional freedom, physical freedom. A lot of times people come to me and they don't necessarily realize that they are dealing with cravings or they're dealing with emotional eating. A lot of times we just kind of think, um, you know, maybe I battle with a certain type of food and it just, I can't seem to overcome it. And, you know, my heart goes out to you. It's, it's a tough world out there with the food that we have. It really, really is. We are not designed and wired to have all this sugar and salt and processed foods coming into our system. Our brain and our body just does not know what to do with it. And what you do with it is not about your willpower. And I just want to break that off of you. If you've been feeling like you just have no willpower and this has been a battle for you, then I want to actually, you know, commend you and say, you know what? You have been trying to overcome um not eating certain foods and you've been trying to do it in a certain way and wow you know it takes a lot of willpower to overcome eating certain types of food and it is not easy <laughs> it is not easy at all um, there's this incredible book called the pleasure trap and I, you know it's it's got a lot of really incredible information in it but some key highlights that i want to bring into this conversation are this element that when we eat foods that are not whole foods, such as, you know, anything with sugar, salt, processed foods, not just salt, but, you know, lots of salt, um, what starts to happen in our brain is it hijacks our brain and our emotional response. So when you eat these things, it actually shoots up a high level of dopamine and serotonin and it it brings you way high above what you're normally meant to be stimulated with and then it brings you way down and you've, you've probably heard of things like that um, but you what you don't realize is that it actually begins to create what they call a pleasure trap which means that you're creating false stimulation in your body and in your mind and it creates a sense of pleasure coming from other places that your body then starts to 
not know how to create pleasure on its own. Um, so there's five phases of state change that they talk about, and I'm not going to go deep into this particular piece, but it's helpful setup when we talk about breaking free from these cravings and breaking free from emotional eating and food so that we can really experience freedom, right? That's that's what it's about. We want to experience the joy that comes from food and not be so drawn to it in um, really intense ways. So kind of what happens is, let's just say you start out, you know, we all, we all start out eating whole natural foods, at least from, you know, <laughs> maybe the first few weeks of your life, um, hopefully a lot longer than that. But once you start eating these kind of super normal stimulus foods, then what happens is your your pleasure centers in your brain start creating kind of an enhanced pleasure response. So you're like, whoa, this is awesome. This is amazing. And then what starts to happen is when you eat it regularly, then what your other pleasure centers actually start to diminish and, and decrease. So if you go and eat like, you know, let's just go say you go and eat an apple, the normal stimuli that an apple should have in you now is really, really low. And, you know, so if you try to, let's just say like you go out and eat some ice cream or, you know, you eat some fried food or you have some chips and things like that. Well, your stimuli is really, really high. And then you go and eat an apple or a salad and it's just going to taste completely bland. It's not going to give you any joy at all. And it's going to be real like just defeating and deflating, okay? So that's what happens a lot of times is that we eat these other foods and then when we eat, you know, something whole and healthy, it feels like bland, it doesn't give us any pleasure, doesn't give us any joy. And I've heard people say that so many times, like, well, who gets any joy out of out of that? Um, and, but here's the incredible thing, you know, you hear me always saying this, your body is designed, created to continually try to heal. It wants to heal, wants to be in a positive state. So when you take those other foods out, you take the super stimuli foods out, first you're going to dip and crash because your body is used to an alternate source creating its joy. You know, so you're used to sugar giving you that high and that joy and your body isn't creating it naturally anymore. But then, within a few weeks, your body will start to recalibrate so that these really, you know, powerful foods are going to give you your normal pleasure response again. And your receptors start building back up again. You know, I've experienced where, you know, I have some really, you know, just normal foods, normal fruits, and they really give me a lot of energy when I've really cleaned things up quite a bit. So... It's possible to do that, but it's also really important to understand that these kind of artificial foods, they, they actually transform our capacity to even understand what stimuli is, what joy is, um, if that makes sense. So, but I want to come back to the the heart area of it. So I always talk about a mind and body approach. So a lot of times when we think of willpower, 
you are generally taking a mind approach over your body <laughs> and you're trying to to completely drive behavior change from your mind and the the hard part about that is while that that can work in in some instances usually that's not a long-term solution you know while we yes we do kind of we do approach things from you know first our thoughts we actually live out of our emotional state so let's just say you know your your thoughts create your emotions and then you actually act out of your emotions it's still the emotional state that you're in that you're doing your actions and what i mean by that let's just say you know you are having a sad and hard day you're feeling down and defeated for whatever reason it could be the thoughts behind that but you're going to act out of the emotion and if you're used to any sort of sugar or salt or processed foods in your system those foods are what your body knows and understands to be what solves your emotional problem now here's where it also gets really interesting is that you know think about your past you know think about when you were growing up um this is something that i found quite often in most of my clients and and coaching is that when we associate celebrations of any kind how do we do that well, when we celebrate, just think about, you know, like when you had a birthday party, when you, you know, had a big milestone, when even as you get older, we actually place emotional reward on food. We actually put, you know, we celebrate a birthday with a cake or ice cream or cupcake, anything sweet. And we celebrate weddings with a big cake, ice cream, cupcakes, anything sweet. We have a big day at work. What are we going to do when we celebrate the end of a big project? Well, our brain has been conditioned that when we celebrate something, this is what we do. (laughs) And so that starts to also tie in, you know, if you think over your past, where food was actually put into your life there's a lot that happens especially in that those formative years let's just say 0 to 12 you are let's say you're having a meltdown when you're a kid and you're you know not you know you're fussy you're making a lot of noise what's a natural way that parents often kind of come in to help soothe you okay if you stop crying i'll give you this cookie <laughs> okay, so at a young age, you begin associating when I'm sad, this cookie will make me happy and it'll also cause me to stop crying. <laughs> Whoa. Wow, that's that's deep. So now you're an adult and you go, "Well, I'm no longer a child, so why do I still behave that way?" Well, Unfortunately, without healing those areas, even look at that's not even a traumatic episode that's happening. That's just simple life. That's saying, hey, when I was a kid, you know, I had to sit down at the dinner table and I had to finish all of my fruits and vegetables 
and everything on my plate until I was done. And so you associate all these, you know, healthy foods with you for torture. And, you know, maybe you didn't have that experience, but I know many people did, you know, where these foods that you didn't like, you had to stay and you had to finish them. So then they're associated with a negative emotional response. Whereas when you have a hard day or when you're celebrating something big, you associate these happy emotions with these powerful emotion boosting foods that have a lot of sugar or salt in them. And so you're now associating positive reward equals these foods, negative reward equals these foods. And when you start doing that from a very young age, it's already wired and built into you, okay? So I want to read a quote from Judson Brewer from a book called Unwinding Anxiety. Anxiety is something that I've studied a lot with as well as it connects with our food and our body, our emotions, our past state, all of that. And this is amazing when it comes to our, our reward from food. He says, our brains get two dopamine hits. Now, dopamine is the positive pleasure-inducing chemical in your body. The first comes when tasting the food. And the second, when the food hits our stomach. Depending on the caloric promise... Our brains remember which foods are more rewarding. More calories equals more reward, which is why our parents never serve dessert at the same time as dinner. Wow, right? Because the dessert would have a lot more calories. (laughs) And so, um, you know, Brewer also says, think back to all the parties that you went to as a kid and your brain starts to combine all that information. So just like what we were talking about, wow, you know, we have this this past that has wired into our system this pull towards food. And a lot of times people, you know, who come and say that, you know, that I've got this emotional eating pattern or just this pattern where I can't stop these cravings, they start to feel like there's this deep shame or or pain around it like they just there's something that is innately connected to your capacity as a human being to change your behavior but I want to just again break that off of you that there is something much deeper causing that craving there is something much much more wired into your mental, emotional, and physical state than you even know. It's actually a chemical reaction in your body. It's a neural pathway in your brain. And so to simply say, I'm going to use my thoughts to change my behavior without changing the, the, the thoughts in the first place or the patterns in the first place or the emotions in the first place, that are leading to these foods, you've got, you know, you, you're going to head a dead end over and over again. And, and maybe you've actually experienced that. And so, you know, we've got this kind of cycle on both ends of the spectrum, where on one end of the spectrum, the food that we eat actually creates these pleasure traps. They create these false emotions. They create a craving in our body. They're, they're designed and wired to 
create the craving, our body says, give me more of that. No matter where you are emotionally, mentally, your body will want more of it. But then we have this other flip side where we have mental and emotional thought patterns and emotional patterns and body patterns wired into us from our past that also look to these foods to fulfill something, to fill something up that's deep inside of us. And I know people who talk about emotional cravings, and I've experienced this too, where it's like almost like this deep place that you're trying to fill, and you don't even know why you're doing it. I know I used to get really stressed out. And for me, I would tend to go towards salty things. So I'd get go towards things like chips. I loved tortilla chips. And I, as I was healing this pattern, I actually would catch myself mid hand in the bag, realizing I didn't even know that I had gone to the chips until I was a few handfuls in. (laughs) And I know many people who experience that where suddenly the bag of cookies is gone, and they're kind of brought back to a natural state. And a large reason for that is, you know, again, we have emotions in our body. And so when those emotions, when a thought happens, maybe just a small thought, I don't know if I can do this, or I had a hard day, or, oh, I need a, I need a reward for all that hard work, or uh, feeling sad about something, stressed about something, any thought, it can be small, it can be big, and it can even be to celebrate, as we talked about. You want to begin to kind of get to that place where you go, okay, I'm aware that there's multiple layers happening to this. It's not just my own willpower. So then you want to come to the place and start asking the question, what is triggering the craving in the first place? Right? What? And, and that is different for everyone. It, like I've shared already, there are many different things going on behind a craving that you want to be gentle with yourself and be honest. So for this, what I recommend doing is keeping a little journal with you. And, and why do I say with you and small journal? Because a lot of times when you're out, you're out and about and, you know, suddenly you have this craving it's helpful for you to note right away what's going on in your world and in your life as you have that craving. Because like I said, there the emotions are happening under the surface and you are you react out of your emotion. So sometimes you don't even know that you had a thought or you had an experience that triggered the emotion and triggered the craving. You just suddenly are in the full-blown craving. And so you know, start to start to notice that what triggers that craving. So, and then what you want to ask next is, what are you most likely to consume during that craving? So, like I said, I most likely to consume tortilla chips when I'm under stress. Now, on the other side of things, if I'm feeling sad, I'm most likely to consume something sweet. Okay, so you want to go, okay, what is triggering the craving? When are you more likely to do that? Are you more likely to do it, you know, in the morning, afternoon, evening? 
Are there kind of times during your day where you're more likely to do that? And then I want you to kind of tune in to the nine primary emotions. We have a lot of emotions and these can kind of go underneath those, but is there an emotion that is primarily driving the craving, such as anger, sadness, fear, surprise, shame, distress, disgust, guilt, or maybe interest. Interest, I would go with, you know, also uh, curiosity. I would go with uh, joy and even celebration as well. Okay, and, and how many of these emotions are tied to the craving? You know, is it anytime you feel any emotion? Um, is it all of that? And, you know, they do want to start actually coming into a place where you just go, you know, be curious rather than be hard on yourself rather than walk through this journey of beating yourself up all the time and every time that you go for that food start to be curious what would happen if you started asking some of these questions do you remember when you first consumed that substance how old were you Remember, as I said, a lot of times some of these foods are connected to very happy memories. Sometimes they're not, but sometimes they are. And so sometimes as an adult, we are unintentionally trying to tap in to those happy emotions. What was happening in your life and how were you feeling in that moment? And here's a fun question, okay? This is where we get a little therapeutic. How was that substance, whether it be a cake or chips or, you know, cheese, any of those things, how was it helping you? And how is it still helping you today? Hmm, very interesting question, right? And what does that mean, right? Well, maybe back then it was helping you stay connected to people. Maybe it was helping you experience joy in a turbulent time. Maybe it was helping you, you know, experience um, celebration when you didn't really feel celebrated otherwise. All right. So, you know, kind of tuning into where, where did it kind of start and what's your body trying to recreate? All right. And then you want to actually come into... This is where I enjoy really bringing uh, EFT tapping into this situation because as as you know that EFT actually starts taking the tapping while you're thinking about these things and begins to neutralize the emotion in your body and in your mind around it. Okay, and so there's actually some really powerful ways to literally tap into the healing process of that journey in where the food kind of comes into connection to you and when you do that what you want to find out is you know even if you're just journaling about it right now while you're listening to the podcast or afterwards is you know how do you feel and how does your body feel when you consume that food because that will also give you information 
as to what emotion you're trying to solve. You know, if you feel joy, then that's the emotion we're looking for. And if you don't do tapping or if you don't, you know, want to try that out on the thing, the other way, another way of helping that is, you know, remove the food a little bit and look for ways to begin fulfilling that emotion elsewhere. Now, if you remember at the beginning of the podcast, there are the five pleasure trap, the pleasure stages of change that when you pull out these foods, you're going to have a little bit of a dip for a minute. And that's where it's a really good time to see a counselor, see a coach, talk to a friend, journal, tap, breathe, learn some functional breathing techniques, go do something creative, go do something active with your body, start to replace the emotion that the food was trying to fulfill with something else that can similarly fulfill that emotion. Quick little jot, what does that mean? Let's say that this food produces joy. Begin asking yourself, what other things can bring me joy? If, you know, you've been out of practice for a little while, try things. Be curious and try things out. Does going outside, watching a funny movie, finding a social community, going and dancing, going and drawing, or or just doing something new in order to find out how can I meet that need in a different way until my body has really healed from the effects of that food and that piece. All right. So if you've made it to this far, I have something fun for you to jump into. If if sugar is an area where you really wrestle with cravings, I actually created a free five-day mind-body sugar detox where we'll go into depth on some of these things, give some helpful recipes and replacements and really help take you through this journey in a guided way and get to interact with community. So head on over to coachkirsten.com slash sugar detox and I hope to see you in there. No matter where you are in your journey, this is always a powerful way to heal your body to heal your emotions and really get you on a a healthy path so that you can do all that you were made to do. All right, until next time. All right, thanks so much for listening today. Hope you enjoyed today's episode. Tune on in every week for tips and tricks to make health and wholeness sustainable. If you're interested in further coaching or more resources, head on over to my website, coachkirsten.com, and I'd love to connect with you. And don't forget, you were made to thrive.